It's on the clock with Nick Lebrano and Gabe Baltera here on BIC Radio. You are on the clock here on VIC Radio. I'm your host, Nick Lebrano. Alongside me, I co-host Gabe Baltiera. Gabe, how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good, Nick. A little tired, though. It's getting that uh, Ithaca weather where it's getting to that low 50 degrees where it's getting cold and hard to walk outside. But we're doing good. We're it, doing it's good. It's a little brisk outside. It is. It is a little brisk. And you know what that means. Football weather. That is we true. Football weather. Week four. In the NFL, Week 4 is officially underway. Thursday Night Football happening two days ago. The Bengals defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-21. to Gabe, give me your initial thoughts on this game. What stood out to you the most? This game was actually pretty surprising to watch. I thought this would be kind of like a very low-scoring, not very interesting game. But it turned out to be very interesting. Tied in the fourth quarter, 21-21, and then... Bengals win it with a field goal, which seems to be a very common theme in the NFL right now, winning games by field goals. And it, it was great. You know, Trevor Lawrence played very well for Jacksonville. Uh, Joe Burrow looked like he was healthy. Both teams really put up a good fight. I mean, you know, granted, Jacksonville is 0-4. Um, but, you know, this Jacksonville team, they played pretty well. They balled out a little bit. I think, you know, I they didn't roll over like I thought they would. And, you know, it was a great game. I thought they probably had their best game. Jacksonville played the, their best game of the year so far. You know, oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence didn't turn over the ball once. No, that was no. the big thing coming into the game. Trevor Lawrence led the entire NFL in interceptions. Yeah. Um, didn't throw one. He also didn't throw a touchdown. Rushed for a touchdown, though. Eight carries, 36 rushing yards for Trevor Lawrence on the day. But Trevor Lawrence making some really professional throws. Oh, uh, yeah. Those throws you saw him make in college. And he was definitely making those throws to his – uh, what looked like to be his number one target on Thursday, LaVisca Chenault, uh, after DJ Chark went down with an injury. Chenault really did have a pretty good game. Six receptions, 99, 99 passing, uh, receiving yards. Um, but Jacksonville, are it, they are a horrible team, Yeah, uh, to be quite <laughs> frank. Yeah. Um, the Jaguars are atrocious. I mean, here's the thing is, you know, we we all thought that Trevor Lawrence was going to carry this team and he was going to be a big part of this team with Urban Meyer and a lot of you know a lot of weapons they'd brought in to Jacksonville but it turns out that's not how it works no. and then we talked a lot about this you know behind you know the show behind the scenes behind the scenes is you know Urban Meyer is just not meant for the NFL we talked about it last week he is just someone that can really excel in playing in college but then when it comes to the NFL the big leagues it seems like he's struggling, and you know you can tell on the sideline, you can see in his face that he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is way harder than playing college football," which it is. It, very there's a, there's so. a massive, massive gap between playing college football and the NFL. We you talk could, about it a lot. Like you could take the best Alabama team ever assembled and play them probably against the Jaguars right now, and the Jaguars would probably win fifty to zero. Yeah, and you know I think you said it best yourself. Is like. Urban Meyer likes to play a certain way that doesn't work. It for... just doesn't work in the NFL. I don't think his system fully works. You know, Urban Meyer, uh, looking at college, you know, especially at Ohio State, they were a really good run team. Yeah. Power yeah. running team. He had top running back recruits coming to Ohio State to play football. And he seems like he's trying to really do that in the run game here in Jacksonville. You know, they had... He got Carlos Hyde. He drafted Travis Etienne. But they had James Robinson last year, who was the undrafted uh, free. He was the undrafted rookie who had a really good year, was in the top five, I'm pretty sure, in rush yards. And the entire NFL last year for the Jaguars, even though they were 1 15, James Robinson 
was one bright spot on what was a really bad team. Um, and it took really until last week for James Robinson to get any significant carries. And then this game, he had 18 carries, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, That's work. He, he was putting in work, man. It he, looked like the old James Robinson that, that we used to see last year. I mean, he, it, he really was playing well. If Jacksonville's going to win any games, it's going to go through James Robinson. He's the best oh. player on the team right now. Not to say not to, to say anything bad about Trevor Lawrence <laughs> or anyone on defense like Miles Jack, but he is he, he yeah is he the is best their main on the guy team right now. He is their main guy, and I think. You know, it, it was a good game. I mean, it was, you know, Jacksonville was leading for the better part of the game. Yeah, no, the the Bengals did not have the lead until they won the game. Yeah. They so. they were basically trailing until the fourth quarter, and then that's when they tied it up. Mm-hmm. And then there it goes. I mean, you know, that's what, it, that's what football, that's where football kind of stinks a little bit is where you can have a good drive, and then just all of a sudden there's like a minute left, and you know that in that minute – Joe Burrow is going to get you to the 30-yard line or the 40-yard or whatever you need to get to. Yeah, and we'll, talk, and we'll talk about that later. That happened last week with the Packers against the 49ers. Oh, my but goodness. just sticking with the Bengals, you know, the Bengals, Joe Burrow did look really good. He looks healthy. Like he looks very healthy. Looks very um, healthy. Which is a total plus. Uh, but Joe Burrow looks healthy. He was down one of his top receivers in T. Higgins, but Tyler Boyd balled out in that absence. Tyler Boyd, nine receptions, 118 receiving yards. And then you look at C.J. Uzama, the tight end, who really played T. Higgins' role in the end zone, catching two touchdown passes as well. Uh, He had 95 receiving yards. And Jamar Chase, September's Offensive Rookie of the Month. Uh, six receptions, 77 yards. He's impressed me He's tremendously. When the Bengals took Jamar Chase in the draft, I was like, what are you doing? Right. Because, <laughs> you know, how, is Jamar, how is Joe Burrow even going to be able to throw to Jamar Chase with no offensive line? But Joe Burrow's making things happen with a pretty subpar offensive line. I think they, I, th- I said they should have gone with uh, Panay Sewell. They went with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase looking like he's working out with the Bengals. He, he's, he's been really playing very well, Jamar Chase. I know we talked about him last week, but he was playing – some incredible football, and he's been playing some incredible football this entire month. Like he's shown that that year off with COVID and not playing that year hasn't really affected him that much. No, he was the top wide receiver in college. Yeah, but the year before that, he won the he won the top receiver in college award. The award's name is totally escaping me. <laughs> there, but he he won he won that on LSU. Sat out uh, the last season. His what would have been a senior season. Yeah, at senior LSU, season. Yeah, uh, declared for the draft. He was just training. Yeah, that entire I mean, time, and he didn't stop. And it really in the preseason, obviously there were the concerns with Jamar Chase, like oh he was dropping a lot of passes, but he isn't anymore. Uh, he's catching pretty much all his targets. Yeah, I mean here's the thing, and I understand you know if you're a Bengals fan, you're like oh you know do we really want Jamar Chase? It's like well yeah you know he hasn't played competitively since you know 2019. But the year he had a great season, but he had a great was his quarterback at LSU. Exactly. Joe Burrow, Joe you Burrow. Had the connection. And, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't playing football. He was training. It just mm-hmm. He wasn't playing against a real he team. Wasn't, yeah, he wasn't playing against, like, actual like Power 5 schools. Exactly. Which but, I guess, you know, is kind of hard because, you know, you, when you, you, want, the when you, you want the competition. Exactly. But, obviously, there was enough on tape of his training to prove that he was a top 5 yeah. draft pick. I mean. So... <laughs> It's, he's looking. He's looking all the part of it. I, I, I do think that you know. Last week, I would have told you that I don't think that Joe Burrow, not Joe Burrow, that Jamar Chase would overtake Boyd or T. Higgins for the number one receiving spot on this team by the end of the year. Um, I think it's gonna happen. I think it might happen. I mean, the way if he keeps playing the way he keeps like the way he's playing right now, there could be a good chance that he is that start. That he, that he gets that starting position like because he is he is electric. 
He's been playing very, very well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's it's exciting to see, you know, this Bengals team play so well. I mean, they're 3-1. and one. I mean, granted, it's only, four, you know, week it's four. It's 3-1, but... but in all honesty, like, they have, a, they have a pretty convincing, they have two convincing wins. Yeah. Um, you know, the absolute dismantlement of the Steelers last week, which I called on air. <laughs> uh, Bengals won 24-10 to the Steelers. They... Ben Rothberg couldn't do it. Uh, he Ben Rothberger threw fifty eight times. They like for some reason Najee Harris just could not run the ball, only averaging two point nine yards per carry on fourteen rushes. Uh, he had forty rushing yards. Two point nine yards per carry is bad. That's bad. That's and not good. the Bengals not only the Bengals have like an insane defense. To be totally honest with you. But Najee Harris had 14 targets like in the passing game. He had over 100 yards receiving. He was their leading receiver by um, by eight yards. Yeah. Uh, but also, all those passes were checkdowns, and it was because Ben just could not stay on his feet the entire time. Yeah. And there was this one beautiful pass that Ben threw that was just right into Sam Hubbard's arms. Oh yeah. On yeah, yeah. the Bengals defense, I don't know what he was doing, <laughs> but that I was mean, an absolutely awful interception. Here's the thing, and you know we can get into this later. In the show is what what if you're Steve, if you're the Steelers franchise, what do you do with Big Ben? What what is the solution? Because he played terrible against the Bengals. They played, you know, they they you know showed a little bit of of spark when they played the when the when they played the Bills, and then it's like you know they play the Raiders and the Raiders absolutely dismantle them. Mm-hmm. So you have one good game under your belt, and then the rest look like. You just don't know what you're doing. Even when they beat, even when they beat the Bills, it was not on their offense. No, it was on the defense. It was the, the defense on played defense. so well. TJ Watt and those guys really well, and all they really did, they all they had to do was just limit Josh Allen. Yeah, and they were able to limit Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They weren't able to make that connection really like as explosive as it was game one, and they wanted the heels of their defense. But we're seeing since then now dropping their last two games. So this, the the Raiders did a really good job beating them. The Bengals did a fantastic job in stopping them. Now they go to the Packers and they get to play the Packers in Lambeau. I mean, that's uh, going to be tough. That's it's looking be really like it, tough. it's looking like a rough start to the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben Roethlisberger, but. I mean, Going look back at, to the Bengals, you know, 3-1, yeah. and one, like we were talking. I just want to take you through the other win they have against the Vikings in overtime. Uh, they, looked, they, looked at, they also looked really good in that game, just taking toe-to-toe yeah. with the Vikings. And the one thing that has somewhat surprised me is the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense hasn't played as poorly as it did last year. Yeah, that's um, true. That's definitely, like, a huge plus for the team as a whole. But their offense, at, Joe Mixon has looked really good this year. Yeah. Uh, it, in a year that it was down last year, and then he got hurt. He he's really he looks like he's definitely rebounded this year. I'm pretty sure he's in the top five rushing leaders in the NFL currently. Um, through four games, he's looked he he looks back. Uh, there was that little injury at the end of the game. It looks like a hamstring thing. I think they were saying at the end of the game he didn't yeah. really play the last drive. But I think I think Joe Joe Mixon should be okay. And the Bengals the Bengals keep rolling. They got to play the Packers next weekend. Uh, but they get the Packers in Cincinnati, but looking forward, and they get the Lions. So yeah, I mean that's kind they of. They also a... get to play the Jets this season. So I mean, you know, I, I think if if you're a Bengals fan, don't you know you're just not. I, hopefully, I'm just calling it early, but it's not going to be a discouraging year. I think it's going to be a no. year where 
you know, you have Joe Burrow back. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully he stays, you know, injury-free. We have to remember and, the division the Bengals are in, too. Like, I think yeah. the Bengals are going to definitely show a lot more hope than they did last year and promise, but right. they're not a playoff team. No, no, no. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff, um, but I think, It's good know. they're 3-1 and right now, but there's absolutely no way they're going to— I don't think they'll be able to beat the Ravens no. or the Browns once. But I think they'll have a good a good season. Like, a, like a, Oh, yeah, like they'll for, have a good season. They'll, they'll probably—I think they can win nine games, and then they'll yeah. be nine and eight. I'll live with, like, nine, that's, like, a good, I think, solid record for a team that— that, you know, last year was not so... They'll take the leap next year, because I think that next year, when, you know, Jamar Chase gets a year yeah. under his belt, T. Higgins gets another year, they still have Tyler Boyd, they'll have the best receiving core in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. For Joe Burrow. And then they have Mixon, they could have one of those, I think, next the, season. Next season, yeah. When they upgrade the O-line a little more, and Joe Burrow gets another year, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins also do, they'll have, they could have the most deadly offense in the NFL. 100%. Which is really exciting for Bengal fans and something they've been waiting for for quite some time. Indeed. Especially having to endure Andy <laughs> Dalton, and then they have the whole playoff curse. They haven't won a playoff game in God knows when. Oh, my goodness. But hopefully things turn around there in Cincinnati for all you Bengal fans out there. But yeah. we're going to take our first break here of the show. 10-15 here on VIC Radio. You are listening to On The Clock. Stick it here. Don't change that dial. <laughs> specialty show the mix i choose you the mix is an alternative pop and rock specialty show on thursday 6 to 7 p.m tune in on vicradio.org the mix use cure boredom at vic the voice of ithaca college we prioritize diversity and inclusion we are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Ugh, I have nothing to listen to anymore. You should listen to The Mix. You'll find your new favorite song. What kind of music is it? It's the best blend of rock, pop, and alternative. All right. When can I tune in? Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. on VIC Radio. Sit. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet places at our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to ready.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. You guys are back on the clock with myself, Gabe Altira, alongside me, Nick Lebrano. And now we're going to recap week three of the NFL. So, Nick, week three, what was the game that stood out to you? Uh, I think a game that definitely stood out to me was the Falcons and the Giants. Because we are really seeing the Giants. Uh, I, I, I had high hopes for the Giants this year. <laughs> um, I, I really thought the Giants were going to be able to win the NFC East. Uh, I really had hope for them. Um, that hope was false. <laughs> the Giants are awful. Um, I, I don't I don't even know what to say. It's not even Daniel Jones' fault. Like, I can't even kill Daniel Jones. He even, I don't even think he has a turnover. Like, he didn't have a turnover last game. I can't even kill him. I feel, ugh. 
It's just I'm you, so I feel so bad for the Giant fans because I think it comes down to that John Mara, who's the owner of the Giants, has yeah. absolutely failed this franchise. Um, and they literally. Whew. I mean, it was a tough game. You know, Atlanta won it again, last second field, yeah, goal. field goal, and it was. It, it should have been a game that New York should have won. It should have been a game that they should have blown out the Falcons. Totally honest with you, the Falcons should have been dominated by the Giants. Because the Falcons' defense is, like, quite honestly, could be the worst in the NFL. Yes. Uh, I can't even fathom how the Giants are only able to put up 14 points on them, especially adding all the receivers they did. And, like, what what is Kadarius Tooney doing? Like, why did they draft Kadarius Tooney? I don't know. He is not good. It's not even that. They don't even give him a chance. Like, they don't use him. I don't understand. Like, if you pick a wide receiver in the first round, you I am play expecting him. you to play that wide receiver. And the fact that Kadarius Tooney only had two receptions for 16 yards against what is probably the worst defense in the NFL is embarrassing. I mean, I do not understand what is going on. I, people need to be fired, and it's week four. I mean, it's it, this is just upsetting because it's like this this Giants team isn't bad. You look at it on paper, they're not bad. They on should paper, be a good they're team. Not a bad team, but at the same time, I don't think Saquon has the step he did his rookie year after no, the injuries. No, yeah. I um, mean, Saquon was the definition of like he's just a workhorse in college and he looked really good as a rookie year. And even the second year when he had the high ankles sprain when he came back, he looked really good. I don't know, man. Coming off an ACL tear, it, it's hard because you know he had 16 carries only for 51 yards, 3.2 yards a carry. He did have a rushing touchdown. He did do some damage in the passing game as well. You know, six receptions, 43 receiving yards. But Saquon was supposed to be that weapon that, like, is the best offensive player, could be the best complete player in the NFL. He was in his draft class. But it's just in terms of offensive production for the Giants so far this year, it's just not there. I mean, he he was supposed to be, like, that the Nick Chubb for the Browns, you know, the Derrick Henrys. He was supposed to be that running back that is just, like, boom. I can can run through anything, and Mm -hmm. I can— Make something Dude, out of. You watched Penn State. Like, I mean, yeah, look at it. Like, unstoppable. Penn, unstoppable. He would run through those defenses like they were nothing. And I think, you know, speaking from an injury perspective, like an ACL tear is one of the worst injuries, no, hands down. And it is one of those injuries that is one, physically, like it takes a toll on you physically, but it also takes a toll on you mentally. And so when I think when he tore his ACL, yes, he was a workhorse. He, he you know, he worked very hard to get back in shape and healthy and strong. He's definitely a little hesitant. But I think he's very hesitant because that ACL tear, you know, it could happen again. There's a possibility that he get hit, that he gets hit and it just goes for a second time or he tears his other one. So I do understand why he may be playing a little bit hesitant and maybe playing, playing a little bit scared because an ACL tear is not only physically, you know, takes toll on you mentally, but, you know, mentally it's just like, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. So I understand it, and it, and it shows. You I mean you look at him play like, granted he did score a touchdown yes uh, last he did, week. Yeah, he rushed for a touchdown. But, but you look at those stats like that. You, you look at those stats like that's not Saquon Barkley. That can't be Saquon Barkley. I'm mean, not... looking at like the Giants like defensive stats and like in terms of like a one of the like one of the better defensive units in the NFL last year, recording well, they recorded what two three sacks, uh, no turnovers. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like. It's you know then you go to you go to Atlanta and it's like, I mean, Matt Ryan didn't really ball out. Their their offensive didn't really ball. Like they weren't really putting up Atlanta at home. I mean, it's just I, I I have nothing to say but just like pure embarrassment for like the Giants. Uh, I do not understand how Jason Garrett is still be calling plays on the offense. 
He is the off like his offense his playbook is literally equivalent to a Madden playbook. Well, exactly, so it is exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It is literally a Madden playbook. They're just like doing running back dive. Uh, they'll send them on like four verticals. If you guys play Madden, those are plays in Madden. But, but it's, it's it's just upsetting because it's like this Giants team should not be zero and three. No, they shouldn't. On be paper, on paper, they they're a better team than that. But they're zero and three. And we'll we'll see like where we'll see where they go. Uh, they play today tomorrow at one p.m. They'll play the Saints. We'll see we'll how that see, goes. I but mean, their schedule doesn't get any easier because they'll play the Saints and they got to play the Cowboys. They'll have to play the Cowboys twice. Then they got to play the Rams, which could be the best team in the NFL right now. Then they got to play the Panthers, whose defense has looked just spectacular. Then you got the Chiefs. Then you got the Raiders. Then you got the Buccaneers. So I. And speaking of the Rams, I want to go back to the Rams Buck game, mm-hmm. the Bucks game, because that game really was a truly amazing game. I really enjoyed watching it, but also could be that could be potential. Like we could see that game later in the season. I, we could one hundred percent see this game in the playoffs because this Rams team, after watching them play against the Bucks, like they're no joke. They'll be this there. team is no joke. Like they really did something this off season. With McVay and all those guys. Yeah, bringing in Matthew Stafford I mean, was what the tipping point was. Like, they really, like, this team is dangerous, Nick. And, I, and I'm, and like, you know, like, usually I wait a couple weeks to say, like, oh, this team's good. Like, no, this no, team Rams, is, this team is good, man. You watch the Rams. You like, you just watch the Rams right now. The Rams, they are, they're one of the most, ex, like, electric teams to watch. And it's oh, not yeah. even in terms of, like, the plays that they're doing. It's just, like, the team is clicking. And you can just tell the te- entire team, the entire offense, the defense, it's all moving like clockwork. And I think they can, they have the potential to beat anybody in the NFL, and especially if they're beating the Buccaneers of the way they did. Like, look at Matthew Stafford threw for four touchdowns, threw two to Cooper Cup, one to Deshaun Jackson, another to Tyler Higby. Deshaun Jackson had, while he only had three receptions, 120 receiving yards. So he was moving very efficient. Yeah, he was moving down the field. And one, and that touchdown came. Deshaun Jackson got himself free and was literally. 50, 60 yards up the field, and Stafford was like, I'm just going to heave it up, and you better catch that ball. And and Jackson was all by himself at the 15-yard line. And not to say, like, Jared Goff's a bad quarterback or anything. Like, Jared Goff's an average quarterback. He's like a B-minus quarterback. Matthew Stafford is an A. Oh, 100%. And no one got to see that because Matthew Stafford played for the Lions. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been a good quarterback his entire career, but the Lions as an organization, they're never really going anywhere. I mean, that's exactly right. He, Matthew Stafford is a phenomenal quarterback. And he was playing, if we're talking grades, Matthew Stafford, a quarterback, he was playing on like a D-minus. Team. Team. So like, no wonder he's not going to play. He had those periods of time where he was throwing a Megatron. But yeah, outside but, of that, his best receiver outside of Megatron was probably Kenny Galladay. And Kenny Galladay also left Detroit. He's now on the Giants. And Kenny Galladay has done absolutely nothing for the Giants so, so far. when you put, and I, you know, I think this is like a, a thing with all quarterbacks, you put them on a bad team, they're not going to perform well, and people are going to think they even, stick. No, even, like, Matthew Stafford performed well on the on these. Yeah, teams. but I'm saying, like, you know, they're not, they're not going to be like, oh, oh you know, no, he, he's a top-level, yeah, no like, yeah, you know. MVP caliber exactly. Matthew, I don't think anybody was ever, like, Matthew Stafford's no. an MVP candidate. But. And then he comes to L.A., and he balls out 3-0, and and everyone's like, whoa, Matthew Stafford, where you been? It's like, mm-hmm. well, he's on a good team now. Yeah. He actually has, he has weapons. He has people to throw to, people that can catch the ball. And one thing that I think was very important was Sony Michelle was actually efficient in the running game without Daryl Henderson there. Yeah. You know, they lost Cam Akers to start the year. It was a huge, that's a huge loss. Because Cam Akers loss. was set to be running back number one. But 
Sony Michel looks so good. He looked very good. I think he, he you know, coming from the Patriots, he, he played well in the Patriots. You know, he, he was there for like two, I think it was like two or three years, I believe, coming out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a very efficient running back. I like Sony Michel. I liked him on the Patriots. And I think he's gonna do a he's gonna do a good job. Yeah. filling in those shoes. Sixty-seven rush yards, twenty carries. You want to see him probably average out a little, a little more, more yards yeah. per carry, but overall in his first game with like really RB one like production is not bad, and it's an encouraging sign. And the Rams really aren't power rushing the ball. Yeah, they, when they had when they had Goff, they more so needed to run the ball. That's why you saw Todd Gurley have those like crazy years before, obviously before the, the arthritis and everything in his knee potentially. But they are airing the ball out so well with Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson. I'd like to see them include Robert Woods a little more. I'm a little biased maybe because I have Robert Woods <laughs> on my fantasy team. Um, it'd be nice to see them include Robert Woods a little more. But Cooper Cup's the clear-cut number one receiver yeah, on this team. I mean, he, he's been playing so well. And the, the connection, as I said last week, between him and Stafford is just it's, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. And if they keep playing the way they're, they're playing, you know, this team's going to go far, and they're going to be a dangerous team. Like, this mm-hmm. team, you cannot – offensively and defensively, too. We can't forget about the defense. Yeah. They, Just – they've been playing so well. They have the so best well. defense in the NFL. I mean – Jalen Ramsey is could be the best corner, and then you got Aaron Donald, who could be – I've been saying it's my freshman year of college, could be the most complete player in the entire league. I think so. I think he, he always will be. Just, just like, size-wise, just, you know – he is a complete player. And then Leonard Floyd's good, too. Jordan yeah. Fuller. Like, all these guys on the defense. This defense is really good, and you got to credit Sean McVay. Yeah. Because Sean McVay's got this team. They, I don't know what he's saying in the locker room, but they got, he got this team believing in something. Because they go out there, and they are playing amped. Oh, my God. Like, Did a, you see a it? certain <laughs> energy that, like, I, I don't see many teams play with. No. But the Rams look excited. And they, they look hungry. They do. Um, and like, they're speaking... the one team I don't think I want to play. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, the, just like you can see how amped this team is, is when Deshaun Jackson scored that uh, touchdown. McVay literally ran 50 yards to go celebrate with them. He's literally younger than players on his team, which is so, the funniest thing on the I don't know what me. they're doing in the Rams' locker room, but it's working. Mm-hmm. And you can see it on the field. Like, every play is like – you saw it when, like, speaking defensively, like – they wanted to eat Tom Brady alive. Like they're like, we're going, we're, we're getting after him, and they would like bust through the O line. They were not intimidated by the Buccaneers at all. At all. It's like you like. It's like that team doesn't. Need to, what Super Bowl? You know, Super Bowl what? Exactly. Yeah. Like they were like, we don't care who you are or how many Super Bowls you've won, we are going to destroy you. And look, the Rams get a test tomorrow, four o five p.m. They'll be playing the Arizona Cardinals. You know, we got two three and O teams. The Cardinals have looked really good. Kyler Murray has looked in. He's looked impressive. He's very impressive. As impressive as Kyler Murray looked at times last year, he's topped that this year with some of the passes he's making. He's definitely taken that step up year three. We'll see. Are the Cardinals going to make the playoffs this year, Gabe? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, if if they keep playing the way they're playing, potentially, but there were some plays against the Jaguars last week that made me think, okay, that, that just seems a little silly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like They've had a fairly easy schedule. None of the three teams they've played have looked – that really played like yeah. phenomenal football yet. I mean, they're you know, I guess you can say they're. This a... is the real test, honestly, not really for the Rams. This is the real test for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, you could say like this is you know their their first game against the Titans. I guess you could say that was a good test, but then, you know they play the Vikings, they play the Jaguars. So I think this. Yeah, but the Titans haven't even looked all that good. Yeah, the Titans so like, are what they're they are they're two and one right two and now. One. I mean, not terrible, but they won. They beat the Seahawks on the skin of their teeth. Got destroyed by the Cardinals and. 
I think the Colts this, just are the worst offensive team yeah, in football. They're so. not good. So I think this is going to be the the real test tomorrow when they play the Rams. That's where it's going to be like, okay, you know what what you know undefeated team is gonna is gonna go is gonna get that you know one loss. Mm-hmm. And I think you know it's you know if you were to ask me who were to win tomorrow, I don't know. My, my, um, I want to say the Rams. I'm gonna go the Rams just because how, how do you not go the Rams, especially after how they played against the Buccaneers last year? Exactly. You gotta go Rams, but that's definitely the game of the day. That is the and game of the day. I'm not. Everyone's gonna say the game of the day is the Buccaneers and the Patriots. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, the, like as much as the Bucks are gonna lines, win. Even I'm saying that as a Patriots lines, fan. The storylines look great and everything. I'm gonna take the Buck by like 16 points. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to destroy the Patriots yeah. tomorrow. I'm and sorry. It's sad Gabe. to say. It's sad to say, but it's true. I mean, like the Buccaneers are a superior team yeah, to the Patriots. There is, I I just don't you know like as a Patriots fan, I hope they don't get blown out. I hope it's like someone of a, you know, the Patriots put up like maybe one or two touchdowns, so it's not like a complete disaster. But ultimately, I, I'm we're gonna like it's, the Patriots are gonna lose. Mac Jones. First two games of the year, Mac Jones looked great. Mac Jones looked Mac Jones looked pretty good against the Jets. Um, he's not throwing for like a lot of yards yet. He, he yeah. really yeah. isn't. He threw for two seventy against the against the Saints, but he threw three picks. Yeah, he had, I a, mean, he it's, had it's a bad just, game against against the Saints, and they just could not efficiently run the football. Yeah, uh, Damian Harris just couldn't get anything going. Six carries, 14, 14 yards. It's terrible. Um, Mac Jones was their leading rusher. Six carries for twenty-eight yards. Yeah, I mean against it, the Saints, he's not playing well. And you know, speaking of rookie QBs, I think we got to talk about this. I know you're not a Jets fan, but what is going on with the Jets? They it is the, they a mess. third. Hold on, I want to look this up because I don't know if this is true or not. But uh, week three, zero points. Yeah, they got shut out by the Broncos. Week two, Patriots, big one for for the Patriots, zero points. Or pardon me, no, that's a lie. Six points. All right, that's not bad. As a, Week one, only, 14 points. They've only All scored right. 20 points the entire year. This oh, wow, Jets so bad. team looks... Nick, and if you, are, if you know us, we talked about it last year, this Jets team might be might be worse than the team last year. Uh, I, I'm not I don't know. I there yet. I think their defense looks a little, yeah, little better. But I don't know. They have let up 25 points to the Patriots and 26 points to the Broncos. I mean, but come on now. Their offense is not they're not doing anything. Zach, I'm not even totally honest with you. Zach Wilson does not have it It's yet. a bust. He's over. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> it's, kidding. It's only week three, but if you look in terms of how Sam Darnold's playing on the Panthers— Sam Darnold's a way better quarterback I mean, right now than does Zach that go? Wilson. I mean, like, I don't know if I don't know if Sam Darnold would have still been a good quarterback on the Jets this year because the Jets' offensive line is so bad. There's just I, something about the Jets franchise that when they get a good quality QB, they just suck all the potential out of it. I'm telling you right now, we saw with Darnold. Darnold, three we years. Saw with Mark Sanchez and we Mark also saw Sanchez. With Smith. Like Sam Darnold was with the Jets for two, three years. They destroyed him. He he looked like a terrible QB. Dan, Darnold goes to Carolina, is balling out. Is having is, he's having it like either three and I mean DJ Moore. Oof. I mean they're and their just, de- their defense looks really good. They have played like three like supremely like mediocre competition so far. Like they played the Jets, the Saints and the Texans. So, I mean but they've got a the huge test for the Panthers this week is the Cowboys, but Hey, look! Through three games, the Panthers' defense looks—it looks dominant. It looks good. It looked really good. 
Um, and Sam Darnold is also looking really good. Uh, three hundred yards against the three hundred yards against the Texans. He had three hundred yards against the Saints, and then against the Jets, he had two hundred and seventy nine yards. So he's been airing the ball out. He's almost three hundred yards a game, and that is not a stat line we were seeing him put up with the Jets. And it really goes to show what having a quality offensive line yeah. really can do for a quarterback. It gives you. When you have time to make plays happen, if you're a good quarterback, you'll make those plays happen. And Sam Darnold has been doing that so far with the Panthers. You know, we're only three games into a 17-game campaign. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want to start jumping on coattails early, but Sam Darnold does look good. But Zach Wilson, man, on the Jets. It's I, just, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't look good, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. I apologize if you're a Jets fan, you're listening, but th- this Jets team just, it, it. Really just, it hurts if you're a Jets fan. Zach Wilson is thrown for, is only thrown two touchdowns. Now looking, yeah. so, he ha- so against the Broncos, he threw two picks. Against the Patriots, he threw four picks. And then against the Panthers, he threw one pick. So when you add that upsetting. all together, that is seven interceptions. Just um, upsetting. three games. Uh, they play the Titans tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm expecting a blowout. an absolute blowout. That's not going to go probably. very well. Um, I, I, it's not even Robert Sala's fault. Like, just the players, personnel-wise, like player personnel-wise on the Jets, uh, it's just not very good. They aren't. They aren't a great football team. It's like you'd think they know how to draft at this point. I thought the Jets would be better than this. I thought the Jets would look a little better than yeah. they do right now. They don't. I, I'd like to. The one thing they got to get going is they got to see Elijah Moore go a little more. Elijah a little Moore bit. looks yeah. really good in the preseason. And they're not really using the Jets aren't really using him that much, and Eliza he's going to be the X factor in my opinion for really if this team's going to go anywhere this year. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta hope that Elijah Moore starts playing well soon. Yeah, but for now it just looks like this team is just it, they're not going anywhere. And zero in sixteen? No, no, no. I don't think any team in the league this year is going zero in sixteen. They might get a win. Hopefully, hopefully they get Owen, a win. Because... Do you know how hard it is to go zero in sixteen? Well, I don't know. The, the Jacksonville teams, almost did it. Only two teams in the league that have done that. Really? Yeah, there's only two teams that have done that. It's the oh. Lions. They did it one year, and the Browns did it the year with Deshaun yeah, Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser, that's right. Um, there's only two teams that have ever gone. It's so hard to go zero in sixteen. Uh, I do not expect the Jets to go zero in sixteen. I think I think the offense will start clicking a little bit. Like, I, ho- I hope so. I really hope so. For I hope so for the the sake of Jets. <laughs> <laughs> that is We're true. gonna take a quick break here. You are listening to On the Clock here on VIC Radio. Don't change that dial. Hey kids, have you gotten a hankering for weird music? Have you rummaged around the dumpster of your local record store lately? Well, I've got the show for you. Strange Sojourns in Sonic Space with DJ Prime Factor, Rock Alternative, Avant Garde, that hyper pop thing you kids love these days. We've got it all Sundays, 11 p.m. to midnight on VIC Radio, Ithaca, New York. Yeehaw! At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Hi there. I'm DJ Prime Factor from VIC Radio, host of Strange Sojourns in Sonic Space. Join me every Saturday as I take you on an eclectic journey through the weird, wonderful, and just plain obscure in the musical underground. 
from pop and rock to harsh noise and experimental music, we've got all that and everything in between and beyond. Sometimes I will choose a theme to guide our journey, or check out an interesting underground concert or two. Other times I will just drift along, picking up whatever underappreciated debris catches my eye. But no matter what, you'll never know exactly what you'll stumble upon next on Strange Sojourns in Sonic Space. Every Sunday from 11 p.m. to midnight, only on VIC Radio. As the midterms roll by and the tests and quizzes pile up by the day, if you feel like you're a little in over your head, consider finding yourself a free tutor at the ithaca.edu slash tutoring page online, getting yourself matched up with someone in whatever classes you need, and working out times that fit around your schedule so that you can focus on your schoolwork. You are back on the clock with myself, Gabe Altiero, alongside me, Nick Lebrano. In this third segment, we're going to be talking about week four, our predictions, and bringing down some games. So first game we're going to break down, Steelers, Green Bay. Nick, your initial thoughts. Uh, obviously, I'm a Packer fan. I'm hoping the Packers pull through here. I I have been very hard on the Steelers every week so far this year. I think the Steelers are terrible. <laughs> I think they are they are the most overrated offense in football. Uh, I have not seen anything really out of Najee Harris that has impressed me even remotely yet. Uh, I'm gonna I'm go. It's Packers at Lambeau. I'm going Packers over Steelers at Lambeau. Gabe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go Packers as well. And that's not, I'm not just saying that because half the Packers team is on my fantasy team. Um, but, you know, as you said, the Steelers team offensively does not look strong. You know, we, we talked about Big Ben. We talked about Najee Harris. Those guys, they just don't look like they're producing the way they should be producing. And, you know, I got I to, gotta, you know, talk some some bad stuff about Big Ben because – he, he's getting older, and he, he's just not performing. I mean, he's getting sacked every game. He's throwing interceptions. Yes, granted, he does have a couple of good throws, but this Steelers offense just does not look like they can take this Packers team. Defensively, the Steelers may be playing pretty they'll, – you know, they'll be up there. The Steelers' defense is pretty good. But, you know, if you got you to put points up, and I don't think this team's going to be able to put some points up. Uh, it's going to be hard, you know. The one thing that this we really could see is this could be the game Najee Harris does break out. Hopefully. For the sole fact that the Packers have a terrible run defense. That is um, true. They allow a lot of rushing yards per game to teams' top running backs, really. Uh, that's why you could see Najee Harris ball out. And if Najee Harris really gets going, that could be dangerous for the Packers. But if the Bengals can beat the Steelers, the Packers definitely can. Especially the pa- the Packers are getting them at home. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I think there's a difference when, you, when you're playing away and at Lambeau. It's like when, when the Packers are playing at Lambeau, that's a different story. You know that team is dangerous. Yeah, that so, team is – Lambeau, especially with fans in the stadium now, Lambeau I mean, hypes up. That's a different, that's a different it, it atmosphere. hypes up the team. You know, Lambeau so. leaps and everything. <laughs> and if you look at what happened last week with the Packers against the 49ers, you know, it was a close game, 30-28. to 28. Uh, The Packers, 48 seconds left on the clock, Gabe, and – Aaron Rodgers knows where he needs to throw it. Throws it to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had a fantastic game against the 49ers. Hold on. Before we keep going with that, there was actually a quote that I saw on Twitter 
that said, oh, the 49ers forgot to come for <laughs> Devontae Adams because he was so wide open. Yeah, on like every on every play. I don't yeah. understand how every play on that drive was absolutely busted coverage unless that's I mean, Devontae Adams outsmarting the entirety of their defense. <laughs> but Devontae Adams had a fantastic game, you know, 12 receptions, 132 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, against the against the 49ers, I think that especially with now Marquez Valdez Scantling going on IR, you're definitely going to see Devontae Adams heavily involved. But the Steelers have a good defense, a very good. They have really good secondary. You know, Mika Fitzpatrick playing safety. They got Joe Hayden at cornerback and everything. And then on the on the front seven, T.J. Watt should be back this weekend. And they had Bud Dupree. All those players are they look good. Uh, not Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree is on the Titans. Uh, <laughs> Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Uh, but, you on know, the other side of TJ Watt. This is pretty a, much same kind of player, different name. Yeah. I mean, you know, so defensively, I think the Steelers are going to be able to, you know, they'll be up there. They'll be playing pretty well. But it's offensively that I think that's where they're really going to lack. And I think that's where they're really going to struggle. And that's where I think Green Bay is really going to, you know, put up some points. And then, you know, defensively, hopefully Green Bay can stay together. But, you know, and now especially one thing that really hurts the Packers is that they have lost to Darius Smith for an extended period of time right. now. You know, originally they thought it would only be a couple weeks. Now he gets back surgery. He's going to be he's gonna be sidelined for quite a while, and they still don't have David Bakhtiari to anchor down the left side of the offensive line. So We'll see. This is going to be a good game. It's going to be a good matchup. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, as Aaron Rodgers would say, <laughs> relax. Exactly. He's got to get his hair cut, man. I don't know what he's doing. He looks ho- – let's just talk about that for a second. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers uh, looks homeless. I know. It's the – it's – Oh, my God. I don't it know what it terrible. is. Most Some people can pull off long hair. Some people can't. And he is one of those people that is sad – I'm sad to say it – cannot pull off long hair. It There's, looks greasy. It looks dirty. It doesn't look clean. It, 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 it doesn't go, it doesn't go fav- well. He just looks like he aged, like, a tremendous amount this offseason. Yeah. I don't know if that was, like – I don't know if that comes from like all the stress that he had with like the Packers Maybe. organization as a whole, but Aaron Rodgers looks like oh. 15 years older than he was last season. He's been doing too many Allstate commercials. Dude's got to start he, getting. He, he, maybe Jeopardy's hosting Jeopardy's like yeah, really hosting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but looking forward, we so we got Carolina versus Dallas. That's gonna be a good game because CMC is still out. still out with the hamstring injury. Yeah, um, they got Chuba Hubbard. So and it's gonna play for him. He was the hot waiver wire pickup for fantasy this week. He was. So speaking that CMC's out, how do you think Nick that this team is gonna play against this Dallas defense? You know they're gonna have to not. They're not gonna be as reliant on the run. Um, I definitely think we're gonna see Chuba Hubbard a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. be, they're gonna run the ball more than the average team would, but not as much as they would have if CMC was in the offense. You know they're gonna try to they're gonna try to keep the offense the same way as it was, but just put inserting Chuba Hubbard where CMC was in terms of like him ca- pass catching abilities and everything. Right, because he can pass catch. Yeah, he's a little bit more of a bell cow running back than CMC is. But you know, want to know what the one thing that's gonna be really important is that the Panthers can air the ball out. Yep. Um, Dallas's defense has looks very good through three games. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Um. Diggs, uh, Trayvon Diggs, mm-hmm. the cornerback, has an interception in all three games. So he's been a lockdown corner, really, for for the Cowboys so far this year. But it's going to be important that DJ Anderson, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson uh, get are able to be let loose. Yeah, uh, it's going the Panthers going to need to pass the ball, and they're going to need to pass the ball efficiently. Exactly. They have done that. They have done that the three games this season. But this is the real test against the Cowboys. This yeah. is the best team they faced for sure. And I think you know, and I want to bring this point up is. You know, we saw Dallas play the 
um, pardon me, the Eagles this past week. Yeah. And that game kind of surprised me because I was like, okay, we thought this Dallas offense was good. They are good, don't get me wrong. But there were times where it was like, you know, Prescott was getting absolutely just smothered. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and his receivers weren't open. So offensively, I think they really have to step up their game. Just a little bit. They're playing well, but especially if you're going against Carolina, we know this Carolina defense is, is pretty strong. You know, they're pretty strong, but they're very, they're very strong. They're not, they, have this, they are statistically the number one defense in football exactly. currently. I so, think that will change after they play the Cowboys. So but they have a very good defense. Yes. So I think something that the Cowboys have to do is, like, make sure you don't make those little mistakes that they made against Philly. Because we saw, like, you know, we saw that safety that Prescott gave up because, you know, he, I mean, granted, yes, he was at the – three yard line so I understand it's hard you know but you know just air the ball out or something but this is gonna be a good game I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it to Carolina I'm gonna say Carolina wins it but you know I think it's gonna be score wise I think it's gonna be pretty close as well I'm also gonna take Carolina I'm gonna take Carolina about 17 14 I think it's gonna be a close game yeah. scoring game uh, I just I think both I think the Cowboys defense a lot better than it is a lot better than people think yeah uh, I think 17-14 Carolina, I'm going to take that to be the final score of the Panthers and the Cowboys. Hey, what's another game to look out for this weekend? Another game, I think we talked a little bit about it before, was, or actually we didn't talk about it, we were going to talk about the Seahawks and the 49ers. We talked about the 49ers last week. We talked about the yes. matchup. So this is going to be a good matchup because these are two, I would say, equal teams, I think, in my, in my, my opinion. I don't know about what yeah. you think, but this, you know, Seattle looks... You know, as they always do, they look strong. They look good. They are one and two. They are one and two. You probably wouldn't expect that, but they are one and two. That's a little shocking. To that see, is a little to shocking. Be honest with you. But you know, this team. You know, this Seattle always has like a kind of like a weird kind of. I feel like start to the season sometimes, but then they kind of get their groove. Um, Russell Wilson's been playing very well. You know, he, he. I think this Seattle team. They're going to put up a good fight. They're going to put up a good fight it's against the 49ers It's definitely going to be a team. good game, a good divisional game as well. Mm-hmm. Looking at the stats from last week with the Seahawks, DK Metcalf was the leading receiver on the team. Six receptions, 107 receiving yards, one touchdown. Tyler Lockett did get hurt in the middle of the last game. Something to note. But Metcalf looked good in the number one receiver role. And we know what Metcalf, we know what DK has. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what he is. He's a big wide receiver. He can run routes. He's fast, but he just can't. He, He's, he's got to work on the catching. Steal, he's got to work on that catching. It's it's he it's very upsetting because he's got all the attributes to be an like, unstoppable wide he, receiver. If he if he had better pass catching, he'd he'd be the best receiver in the NFL. Oh, 100%. His measurables are insane. He's fast and he can run routes really well. Like when you're that size and you can run at that speed, I mean, come on, man. Are you serious? Yeah. Catch the ball, please. You'd be like he would he'd just be on a whole another tier, but he can't catch the ball, so mm-hmm. you know, but Look at the 49ers side. You know, last week against Green Bay, they played pretty well. They had a good they had a good game. The offense looked pretty well. It looked pretty good. And you know, they'll have Hasty back this week and then Trey Sermon also to play behind him. Trey Sermon, they obviously don't fully trust Trey Sermon yet yeah. to lead it, the running back core on his own. Only ten carries, thirty one yards against the Packers, and you you know, you saw the fullback come in take some carries at running back as well george kittle had a carry Ayuk had a carry trey lance had a carry you know so they're obviously trying to spice up the run game get it a little exciting after all these injuries in the running back room with most also out for the season but i just don't know i don't think jimmy garoppolo is not the answer at qb we've known that that has been established that is why they took trey lance um 
I I I am still riding this. I I am still riding this. I I am still riding that if Jimmy Garoppolo does struggle this game, that they are not going to be afraid to start Trey Lance sooner than later. But Jimmy Garoppolo plays and. The one thing to note from the, I think the biggest thing to note from Frisco last week was Brandon Ayuk now more involved in the offense. You yeah. know, first two weeks, Brandon Ayuk was invisible. He had no, he had no targets at all week one, and then week two he had a few more targets. He had a catch or two, and then last week he had the touchdown, and, the, and he had more targets. And that's obviously his production's increasing more and more each week. Um, he did come into the season with that injury, then training camp. Um, and they didn't play him week one, and then it seemed like he could have been in, in uh, Kyle Shanahan's doghouse for a little bit. Uh, obviously, he's not anymore. Right. And I, speaking of Kyle Shanahan, I think they got to figure out that QB situation because I know they want to play Trey Lance. He, he was in for a couple snaps last week, scored a touchdown. Congratulations to Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. But I think they gotta they got to find a definitive QB because I think Trey Lance is kind of – you know, he, he's quick. He can run. That's what Garoppolo can't do is he can get that speed and run out of the pocket and score a touchdown. So yeah. that's what I guess what they use him for. But I think there's still this kind of like we don't really know who's going to be, you know, playing yeah. the rest of the season. Exactly. Who's going to be QB1. But, you know, hopefully they figure that out because I think Trey Lance is a, is, a, is a very good quarterback and so is Garoppolo. But, you know, they both bring different things to the table. So who, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We, we will see. And look, the 49ers – they they are defensively they're they are, we know what they have defensively they are a good team on defense and so are the Seahawks you know they got Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner and everything it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup and a crucial matchup because the NFC West is gonna be such a tight division yeah in terms of wild cards I think the Rams are going to win that division but all four teams can in my opinion make the playoffs oh 100 they are all playoff teams and obviously something's got to give because the odds of all four of them making the playoffs. Slim. They're very slim, you know, because there yeah. are three wild cards. It is entirely yeah. possible the entire division makes the playoffs, but yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think you know, it's going to be a good game. It's mm-hmm. going to be. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Yeah, I was going to say Seahawks. I'm going to say Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to say 24 to 14. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and then you also have Cardinal. We talked with Cardinal, Cardinal Rams earlier. That is also NFC West divisional matchups. You know, also, I'm take the Rams before on them, we but. yeah, before we close the show and do our hot takes of the week, I want to give a huge shout out to Tucker, Ravens Justin kicker, Tucker. because that is impressive. Sixty-six yard field goal to win the game, literally bounced over the crossbar and in, which is crazy. I mean, it is insane. And I just want to give a huge shout to, to Tucker because that's phenomenal. NFL record. NFL, he breaks Matt Prater's record. Matt Prater, it's, I think, the funniest thing on the planet <laughs> is that Matt Prater attempted to break his own record by kicking that 68-yard field goal yard, at yeah. the half for the Cardinals. And then, uh, obviously, he didn't hit it. Did turned into hit it. a 109-yard kick oh six gosh. for I mean, Jacksonville. J- Jacksonville, oh, my. They score in the weirdest ways. Like, that's a touchdown they have this year. That's so. That's very odd. I don't understand. Urban but, yeah, hey, you know what? Man. You know what? Good for them. Try, you know, Prater trying to get it. 60, that's far, man. That's two more yards. 68 than... yards is a lot. Even 66 yards. 66 yards insane. is crazy. Dude, like, we have, like, so at Ithaca College, Baja, yeah. Nicola Bahamundi, yeah. who's the kicker for our team, is he could be the best kicker in D3. Yeah. And, like, I'm watching him, I'm not watching him nail, like, 50-yard field goals in practice, and I'm just in awe. By like what he, he can hit in practice, and then like you watch these guys, the NFL level hit a sixty-six yarder. That's crazy. 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 I, I can't even imagine being on the field and watching that. Just I mean, absolutely bonkers, bro. I mean, huge props to him. That's very impressive. 
So, Nick, before we close out the show, what is your hot take for this week? My hot take for this week is going to be a season-long hot take. <laughs> and it is the fact that the Steelers are not going to win more than five games. Yeah, I can um, agree with you on that one. I have been the biggest Steeler hater on this show. <laughs> that can be my character for the season. That is fine. Um, totally cool with that. Uh, but the Steelers, I'm going to say no more than five wins. I just don't think their offense has it this yeah, year. I, I can agree with that hot take. They're not. It's does not look good offensively for the Steelers at all. Mm-hmm. Like, Three minutes left on the clock, Gabe. Give us your hot take, and we'll break it down a little more after the fact. So my hot take is – this is a long one. This is a kind of like a, a future one. But I see the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl playing at SoFi. That is my hot take. You can disagree with me all you want, but the way this team is playing, the way that they're being coached, the energy they have, the energy they have on this team looks like they are going to the Super Bowl. And I may be wrong. They may, they may not make it, but – after this box game, this team looks phenomenal. They look so good. They look so strong. It looks like this team could potentially even win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to make it very, very far. And I'm excited to see how they play. I think this Rams team is doing everything right, offensively, defensively, coaching-wise. It's all working for them. Yeah. And I think this team is going to be a team to be reckoned with throughout the league, where whoever you're playing them, I apologize because you're going to lose. <laughs> I, they're just so much fun to watch. I know. It's just, it's like, you know, and I, I feel so happy for Matt Stafford because, as we said before, like, he had, he's actually, like, winning games. He's showing he, he, he's actually a good quarterback. You know, they're fun to watch. Like, I think they're the clear-cut number one team in the NFL right now, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't give you a clear-cut, too. Yeah, I couldn't I, I, really. I couldn't. It's so debatable. Like, people want to say the Buccaneers. A lot of people probably going to want to say the Chiefs. And the biggest surprise, really, I think, of week three so far is the Chiefs are one and two. Um, I don't think I've seen Patrick Mahomes fall to a losing record no. with the Chiefs. I think I've seen one and one. But yeah, then, one but then and that one. Went, that went completely went away after week four. You know, they lost to the Ravens uh, two weeks ago, and then last week lost to the Chargers, and where Justin Herbert looked he looked phenomenal. Spectacular, really. Very, very good. Um, but they have an easy schedule this week. They're playing they forget to play the Eagles. Oh, okay. So that game they, they I'm confidently go. gonna call the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confidently going to say the Chiefs will beat the Eagles this week. But you oh, know, boy. then it gets a little harder because after they play the after they play the Eagles, they gotta play the Bills. Then they gotta play Washington, and we know Washington front seven has, and yep. then they gotta play the Titans, and they get the Giants, which is easy, then they get the Packers on November seventh. So there's a couple good games. They got a couple games. good games in there. They got a couple give me's, but they definitely got a couple prove it games. The Bills is the first one in two weeks. Yeah, October 10th. That's when that's coming up. It's in next next weekend. So the Bills game that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely going to be a fun game to watch. But looking at their division in the AFC West, you know we got 30 seconds left on the clock here. Quickly talking about the AFC West. You know, they got two 3-0 and teams, one 2-1 and team, and then the Chiefs at 1-2. and The Chiefs are in fourth place. Do you believe that? That's crazy. The Raiders man. and the Broncos, both 3-0. and Ugh. One, yeah. I, the Broncos, I, I, Broncos are not going to make the playoffs. I'm going to yeah. say that now. They're 3-0, and but it's because they've, they've played the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. Is, that is going to do it here for On the Clock this week. Make sure you tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on VIC Radio. For Gabe Baltier, I am Nick Lebrano. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy football. Enjoy Apple Fest as well in the Ithaca area. It is back. Have a great weekend.